the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Welcome to Season Watch. Thank you for joining me again. Let's just start with prayer. I like to do that. So, Jesus, we just uh, give you our hearts today and we ask you to bless us with um, understanding and wisdom. Lead us in all our ways. Answer our prayers and help us to represent you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, friends, we really want to be watchful in these seasons. Remember, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season, right? So the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine and they will turn their ears away from truth unto fables. And I think we're seeing that. Uh, but be watchful of all things, uh, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. So Paul's exhortation is for us today even more so. And aren't we seeing the erosion of sound doctrine? Uh, churches even are full of those itching ears looking for something new that they hadn't heard before. And this is a dangerous thing. I Just be wary of, of being led those ways. So um, in spite of the biblical signs, uh People, even churches, don't want to hear about Jesus' return or uh, the idea that that he could be coming back or nearing the end. So we're, we're not talking about prophecy. We see sort of a falling away. So we're here to talk about these things so believers aren't lulled with the rest of the world into sleep. And if you see these things, it's time to get creative and share the gospel when opportunities arise. I like when my pastor said this past week, he said that it was like in Home Depot and the clerk asked him, how are you today? And he said, I'm blessed because I have Jesus. And she kind of looked startled at him. And he goes, you want to know why I'm so blessed? And he kind of had a chance to share the gospel. But, you know, even if he had only said that one thing, he would have planted a seed. And I took that, frankly, as a, a challenge that I'm like, oh, I just kind of check out. And I thought, wow, there's no time to check out. So if we're too embarrassed to stand for Jesus while it's legal, believe me, when it's illegal or when it really costs you, are we really going to stand? Think about the persecuted church around the world. Friends, please, we have to pray for them, support them, do anything we can because they're holding the line. They're taking the fire. And um, just uh, just be mindful of that. And please, you don't have to be a super evangelist to plant a seed. Just open your hearts. Read your Bible. Know Jesus. It says this is eternal life that you would know him in John seventeen three. And so that's our responsibility. Also pray for God to open opportunities. He wants to use you. And now is the time. 
Open your heart to try new things. God will prepare you for this. He knows what you're like. He knows your personality. Just be ready. There's nothing more important. And seriously, if God is busting into the dreams of Muslims in closed countries, then you know it's got to be important. You could save a soul from eternal torment, right? So please, let me just encourage you. Um, remember Luke when he described that uh, the the Lazarus went down into Abraham's bosom, the poor crippled Lazarus, and then the rich guy who didn't ever help him, he went down into torments, and he begged for an opportunity to go tell his family. So we want, we have those opportunities today to save people. And imagine if you were coming home from work and uh, everything was great and maybe you had a really good day or you're at school or whatever you do and somebody was in trouble and the car was on fire and you were like really scared but you went and you busted them out of the car and they would have died. And I tell you, no matter what else was going on that day, the first thing you would tell people when you got home is, I've saved somebody's life. And you would have overcome the fear and you would have faced the challenge. And that's just a physical life, eternal life. Lord, Help us to save lives, to take that risk um, and not be embarrassed. So just remember, this is the time and just tell God in your heart, sign me up. I want to do it. I don't I don't know what I'm getting into, but I trust you and trust him to lead you. And I just want to get on another topic real quick that Halloween is coming up. I know you all groan when Halloween comes around, but Trust me, this is a huge opportunity. Uh, My family, we always buy a bunch of Halloween tracks, and we pass them out. We get the good candy, we pass out the tracks, and we decorate like a happy, you know, harvest and things like that. Put a little effort out. Be the light on the block. Be the light. Hang out on your front porch or whatever you've got. Greet them, and you might have an opportunity to say some, just a little thing to a child or to the parents. Uh, Halloween is Satan's indoctrination to um, to suppress the natural uh, resistance we have to evil. They they indoctrinate children to overcome the f- alarm bells at seeing ghouls and ghosts and, and all that. And, and naturally, children are afraid of these things. And it's, it's satanic. And so let us be the light. Light casts out darkness. And you know that. So please take that opportunity. Maybe even put a Jesus sign up or whatever. But it's a chance. It's an opportunity, and we need to take advantage of everyone that God gives us. And we have to be creative. We have to be available. We have to be about his business, because remember what Jesus said in Luke twelve thirty-seven through 40, that blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find them watching, assuredly, who will gird himself and sit down and serve them. So be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Um, So we have the whole holiday season ahead of us. Just start making plans. Ask Jesus, what can I do? What can I do within my personality? And uh, he'll use you. He will use you because Satan knows his time is short and Jesus will make use of you. So friends, let's fasten our truth belts and take a look at the rise of the global beast system. Uh, Last time we were seeing the rapid destruction of the foundation of our society, the overturning of our laws, and the promoting deception to install what appears to be a global government. And honestly, they're not even hiding it anymore. These global takeover plans have been in the works for decades. 
Now they're honestly, they're openly sharing them as if we like the idea of being totally controlled. So um, next time we'll talk more about the principle of dominion from the Bible, and we're going to look for some of those patterns. But today we're going to take a look at how the elite globalists are saying and doing openly right now their plans for that they've been having for decades. And so I think deep down we realized something was stirring, but now we um, remember hearing the, the leaders from the past planting the seeds of the new world order. And so we're looking at these global leaders locking things into place and training up their young global leaders. So I'd like to take a look at some of these organizations. Um, most of you, many of you have been hearing about them lately, like I have. World Economic Forum, and they've got World Health Organization, United Nations, Council for Foreign Relations, and Bank of International Settlements, and all kinds of banks and foundations. They're all on board. And so as you start to hear more of these things, we have um, a lot of prophecy people, and we have a lot of secular people pointing these things out. Right now, I'd like to play a clip from Amir Safardi, who uh, is describing these long lines of uh, plans that they've had. And uh, at a prophecy conference, he was discussing this. So if we could go ahead and please play clip one for Amir. We see the rise of globalism. By the way, globalism is not new. Not only that it goes back to the Tower of Babel, but even in our lifetime. What about David Rockefeller, who died in 2017? He wrote in his memoir the following thing, page 4 or 5. He says, some even believe we, the Rockefeller family, are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalists and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. He, he said that. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during those years. He says, we had to be under the ground for many years, he said. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. This, the, super, the supernational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practiced in past centuries. Wow. Congressman Larry McDonald, who was killed in 1983 in an in a airline crash, or Korean Airlines, shot down actually by the Soviets. He said, and probably that's why the airline was shut down. He said, the drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one world government combining super capitalism and communism under the same tent. All under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. I am convinced there is such a plot, international in scope, generations old in planning, and incredibly evil in intent. And after he said that, his plane was shot down. Wow, so we see there really is a plan to take over the world. That has been going on a long time, at least 150 years, building generational wealth, accumulating generational ties between families and through secret societies. It sounds crazy, but it's all out there right now. It's not a hidden secret anymore. And uh, we're seeing that they're locking in their allies. They're creating the right circumstances to flip the switch on this machine. 
And the world is, seems to have fallen into a coma. It can't seem to rise itself, rouse itself out of uh, this coma to fend off the slithering serpent wrapping itself subtly around our throats. It's, it's like the world's hardly noticing. Many of us do notice, but we can't seem to wake up the world. So if you're tracking with me right now, it's because you've heard some of these things. Uh, I want to uh, look at another organization, World Economic Forum, or WEF, and just give you a little background on them. I thought the 700 Club did a good job of introducing um, this group actually back in 2020, before the election even. Uh, so this has been, they've been busting out uh, since really COVID. So if you could go and play clip two, please. Here's a video of your future. If some people at the World Economic Forum get their way, they say you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Energy will be green, rationed, and expensive. And travel will be restricted. Even your diet will be controlled. And currency will be digital. This left-wing dystopian dream is called the Great Reset. And you're supposed to be excited about it. The Great Reset has been labeled a conspiracy theory and even sounds like a conspiracy theory. But everything we know about it comes from the global elites themselves, who have been quite open about it. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is a well-documented movement among many of the world's most powerful people. Fundamentally, this is a radical and complete transformation of everything that we do in our society to control people's behaviors, to control businesses, and to move society in the direction that you want to move it. The Great Reset was unveiled at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And the World Economic Forum sees the coronavirus pandemic as a historic opportunity to change the way the world operates. Right now we're facing a crisis of international proportion. It's going to have long-term impact for us. Their solution is essentially global socialism. Think of the Green New Deal combined with the COVID-19 lockdown restrictions and throw in something called the Fourth Industrial Revolution, in which technology is supposed to radically change the way we live and work. Klaus Schwab is the founder of the World Economic Forum. What the Fourth Industrial Revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. It has the support not only of world leaders, but of global corporations, brought to you by people who think they know what's best for you. That the Great Reset is inhuman faceless tyranny that seeks to subdue all of humanity. The World Economic Forum and the Biden campaign even share the same slogan, Build Back Better. To build back better. It's also a phrase you've heard being used by Justin Trudeau, by the Pope by the Prince of Wales and by leaders around the world. You'd be amazed by how many world leaders are on board with this globalist plan, even people that claim to be conservative. This is worse than Nazism. This is worse than communism. This is worse than fascism. These guys are planning on taking over the whole world. That's true. They certainly are. They're not hiding it anymore. You really can just go on their website. You can look at all their meetings they've been having. Um, they even ran an exercise um, for you know, dealing with a global pandemic just, uh, I think it was a couple months before COVID-19. So there, there's really no surprise here. The reality, though, is that we have to remember that they're doing what they're doing for their own personal reasons, but they were inspired by Satan. This is his plan. And you're going to see just how satanic this plan is when I play the next guy. You are not going to believe your ears if you have never heard of him. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. He's Israeli. And um, he's followed passionately and admired by the highest elitist uh, leaders of the world, including Barack Obama, really just about everybody else. And he's the right-hand person uh, in advising 
Klaus Schwab and uh, his ideas are being in- implemented and the way they fawn over him is amazing. You won't believe how he is has satanic views on the the world. And so if I could go ahead, listen carefully because he's Israeli. So if you could go ahead and play clip four. We should get used to the idea that we are no longer mysterious souls. We are really now hackable animals. Um, you know, throughout history, lots of people, organizations, governments dreamt about hacking human beings and therefore be able to predict uh, your decisions and feelings and to manipulate and control you. Um, this is what Stalin dreamt about and Hitler and the Catholic Church and so many. But now, or in a few years, it will be possible to systematically hack all the people because you don't need human agents to follow everybody around. You have sensors and microphones and cameras and smartphones. It's the first time in history that you can follow everybody all the time. And the resulting information, you don't need people to analyze it. You have artificial intelligence and algorithms. So we are very close to the point when it will become possible to monitor everybody all the time. I think maybe in a couple of decades when people look back, the thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if, this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored, that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be what do we need humans for? Or at least what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, at present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. You don't have any answer in the Bible what to do when humans are no longer useful to the economy. You need completely new ideologies, completely new religions, and they are likely to, pro- to give people visions based on technology. Everything that the old religions promised, uh, happiness and justice and even eternal life, but here on earth, with the help of technology, and not after death, with the help of some supernatural beings. We are now basically the gods of planet Earth. We have now divine powers of creation and destruction. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Wait, that's not true. Homo sapiens is the only animal that can talk about things that don't really exist. Churches are rooted in common religious myths about God and heaven. Yet, in truth, there are no gods in the universe, no nations, no corporations, no money, and no human rights, and no justice outside the common imagination of us human beings. So there's his religion. He's got a philosophy that is anti-human. He's clearly anti-freedom, and he's anti-us. He's also... Um, Antichrist. And so could he be the actual Antichrist? It's interesting. He checks a lot of boxes. Uh, We maybe can get into that another time. But as we listen to 
his boldness and how he's boldly professing that humans are becoming useless and there is no God to save them and that we have to make use of them. Um, I want to play another clip. This is a interesting discussion because it's something we'll need to be aware of, that they there's this effort to switch us to digital currency, which is part of the World Economic Forum's um, goals. And so I'd like to play uh, clip three so you understand what they're looking to do. We tend to establish the equivalence with cash, uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Where were you on March 9th, 2022, when President Biden signed the death warrant on American freedom? On that day, in a hush ceremony at the White House, without the approval of Congress, the states, or the American people, Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order are a few paragraphs titled Section 4. The language in Section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a sitting president in the history of our republic. Because Section 4 sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over your bank accounts and purchases, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. Biden Order 14067 is a truly remarkable and deeply troubling development. If a digital dollar were to be created, it would dramatically expand the power and influence of the federal government and Federal Reserve in ways most Americans won't understand until it's too late to roll it back. With Biden boxes or mandatory currency, it would be so easy for the government to confiscate assets and freeze accounts at will. These new electronic currencies are called CBDCs, or Central Bank Digital Currencies. Every digital dollar will be a programmable token, like Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, but there's a big difference. Cryptocurrencies are decentralized digital currencies. Instead, if it plays out the way I see it, Biden bucks will have the full backing of the U.S. Federal Reserve. They will replace the cash, fiat dollar we have now, and will soon be the sole mandatory currency of the United States. When Biden bucks are rolled out, many experts, myself included, believe they will begin an era of total government control and surveillance. This is not hyperbole. This would dramatically expand the power and influence of the federal government, essentially acting as a new type of spyware. With Biden bucks, the government will be able to force you to comply with its agenda, because if you don't, they could turn off your money. This won't be like freezing a bank account. It will be so much easier, because Biden bucks will be digital tokens programmed at the source. They could be turned on or off at will with just a keystroke, and they could be reprogrammed at any time. With Biden's secret surveillance army running the show, the anti-freedom implications are almost limitless. For example, Biden bucks could be programmed to allow only certain kinds of purchases. Imagine what this new world could look like. The G7 is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank, like the Bank of England in the UK. Right, so that's the guy who runs our economy in the UK. His name's the Chancellor of the Exchequer. And here is the article. Bank of England tells ministers to intervene on digital currency programming. Yeah? And here's a quote from the article. This isn't the Telegraph, the one he pulled up. But it was behind a paywall, so I'll just read the quote. Digital cash could be programmed to ensure it is only spent on essentials or goods which an employer or government deems to be sensible. All right, that last clip was... Um a speaker being interviewed on um, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Rogan's program. And we see that there's lots of sources that are willing to expose what's happening, what could potentially happen, what the designs are. And 
frankly, when we think about it, if we just recognize that things, these things are happening, that they're planning these things, that they're actually writing them down and that they're passing these laws, we realize that um, this is their day. Satan read the Bible. He knows the Bible. He knows that he will have a day. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 13, know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And we want to be among those that are not deceived. Our eyes are open and there are responsibilities that we have. And the Bible suggests that there's a point where we won't be able to change the course of these things, that the labor pains are going to get closer and closer and harder and harder. And as Paul said, that they will not escape and that there will be a time where we're raptured and uh, we only have so much time. But we have to recognize that we're seeing the setup to the great Babylon, the mother of harlots, as described in Revelation 17.5, abominations of the earth, that, that this day seems to be locking in at a, such a rapid rate. And so we see, in, for instance, in Revelation 18.3, that all nations have drunk from the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And we're seeing this time period where people are getting rich and they're getting controlling. And remarkably, Revelation 18 points out the conditions that we're seeing lining up now that all these clips have just described, that she would be a merchant of bodies and souls of men. This is slavery. This is slavery, the the merchants of bodies. And we know that in 1823, it says that your merchants will be the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery, all nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and saints, all those who were slain on the earth. And it's this this Babylon um, system. And that word sorcery is pharmakia, where we get the word drugs, drugs that uh, change a person and make them vulnerable and to do spells. So we're seeing some strange times. It also says in Revelation 18, verses 5, her sins have reached to heaven, and so God is going to judge her. Um, so I just urge you all that uh, none of these things are going to happen until... They're not going to lock in. The tribulation period won't start until we're raptured. And if you don't know Jesus, uh, if you don't know if you're going to be left behind, this is the time. This is the time to tell him, please pay for my sins. I want to know you, Jesus. I don't want to be left behind. I want to be safe in your care. And you need to go through this process. And if you're a Christian and your church is not prophesying, uh, you have to ask them why. Uh, why and not, not discussing prophecy. Ask them why. Challenge them to read the whole counsel of God. And so next time when we get together, we're going to talk about dominion principles and and really start sorting what, what we're seeing. Sort it out and just prepare our hearts to do God's will. He loves us. He has a job for us. He wants to use you, friend. And so let's make ourselves ready because we're the overcomers and we just want to do our part. Thank you, friends. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. 
Wendy's Words for Him. Her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.